0: Welcome to the ERMI Podcast. This is Joel Applebaum, the Chief Content Officer at ERMI. In this episode, we bring you a snap talk from our 2022 Emmett J. Vaughan AgriCon titled Agricultural Claims Theory Versus Reality by Richard Villanueva, Vice President with The Greenspan Company, who were a silver sponsor at our 2022 ERMI AgriCon. You know that for over 40 years, Ermi has been an industry leader in educating and informing insurance risk management professionals like yourself. And we are now offering a free demo of our must-have resource. This reference product provides an unbiased analysis of agribusiness coverage options, exposures, and best practices for agricultural insurance programs. Go to Ermie.com and sign up for your free demo today. In this Snap Talk, Richard discusses the reasons why reviewing your client's policy limits only once a year is inadequate. Richard explains why construction costs today are not what they were even just a few months ago. So after this snap talk, we hope you'll be better equipped to protect your clients from underinsurance when the next claim happens. Thank you.
1: Agricultural claims, theory versus reality. Agricultural holdings as well as agricultural claims can be complex. The goal of the insured should always be to have comprehensive protection, perchance the misfortune of a claim should happen. In order of importance is, first, adequate insurance limits. It is no longer sufficient to review policy limits annually. Given COVID-19 protocols, supply chain shortages, all of which have driven costs up dramatically, policy limits should be reviewed twice yearly. In 2021, construction material costs increased by 19%. There has been much written about increased labor costs associated with COVID-19 protocols, which increase the labor component by roughly 15 to 20%. If a loss occurs in a disaster area, such as a hurricane or a wildfire, another 17% can be added for storm surge. The building replacement value for a 50,000 square foot production facility in the Central Valley in the summer fall of 2020 might have been a million to a million and a half dollars. Today, it would likely exceed 2 million. Increased shipping costs, installation labor, and attendant increased costs at every point of the supply chain cause machinery, equipment, production lines, refrigeration, controlled atmosphere rooms, and even office equipment to cost considerably more today than they did a year to a year and a half ago. Consistent with this theme, it is critical the current replacement values for buildings, machinery, and equipment be updated with true current day replacement values more than once a year. Second, blanket limits versus specific limits. With buildings, when there are multiple buildings that are part of a portfolio, it is important to look at the overall limits asking the question, is it possible that multiple locations can be impacted in a singular event, such as a wildfire? It is also wise to be aware of coinsurance percentages and recognize that without the addition of an agreed value endorsement, effectively eliminating any coinsurance penalty, that in the event of a loss, all locations will have to be valued. Let's say we have a growing production operation with multiple locations throughout the Central Valley. The combined values of buildings and equipment at replacement costs are 40 million. There's 5 million in damage at one of the locations and the policy contains a 90% coinsurance clause. In the event of a loss, it would be necessary to ascertain the replacement value at all locations at the time of the loss in order to determine whether a co-insurance penalty should be applied or not. The mere addition of an agreed amount endorsement would eliminate that need saving the insured much work and would lead to a much faster resolution of the claim. It also allows for fluctuations in values regardless of supply chain shortages and other uncontrollable increases uh, as indicated earlier. Blanket limits on stock and other business personal property allow for the flow of goods from one location to another. This becomes critical in multi-location production facilities. It's important to understand what belongs to the building and what is classified as business personal property. There have been volumes written about what constitutes a building component and what is movable, thereby making it business personal property. We have seen a walk-in box classified as a building item and we have seen a walk-in box classified as movable equipment. More than one broker and more than one insurer has made the mistake of having too much insurance on one portion and too little on another. Great solution, blanket building and contents. Last word on the subject, use caution not to confuse a statement of values with specified building limits per location. A statement of values is part of a policy that supports the total values typically used in the declarations. It is not a limit per location. Although a schedule of limits looks similar to a statement of values, it imposes specified limits per location. Third, business income coverage, extended business income coverage, and dependent Properties coverage. It is critical to understand how to quantify correct limits for businesses' loss of income coverage. Most policies cover one year. Is one year enough? If it takes four months to negotiate a settlement and then perhaps six months to manufacture specialty equipment overseas and two months for it to be shipped and received, clearly one year is not enough. If our facility Is in a city or county known for difficulty in securing building permits? One year may not be enough. Given current supply chain issues, one year may not be enough. Is ordinary payroll included or excluded? Who are key employees? Coverage ends the day the facility has been rebuilt. Does there need to be extended coverage to cover ramp-up time? Is the insured dependent on another company or supplier? If so, what would happen if the supplier was impacted by a fire or other event? Could the insured remain in business? And if so, would the insured incur additional expenses? Does the insured have true extra expense coverage, allowing the insured to do whatever they deem necessary to stay in business without having to demonstrate a savings to the carrier? Fourth, for agricultural risks, it is critical to have a full understanding of what is covered. To use the example of a winery or a grape grower, grapes that are on the vine are a crop and would need to be covered accordingly. However, Once they are picked, they become stock. Irrigation, fencing, all need to be properly defined and covered. Every production facility is unique. It's important to walk through the process with the insured from the beginning to the end to ascertain anything that is specific to their operation that needs to be considered. Fifth, just some miscellaneous thoughts farm equipment needs to be specifically covered mobile equipment needs to be specifically covered is the business seasonal we all play a part both before and after a loss occurs we need all look at the insured property through a lens that creates real life likely scenarios for us to best serve the insured we all need to constantly ask the questions, what if, and apply our attendant, educated, professional experience.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow Ermi podcast in your podcast app to get new episodes on agricultural risk topics. In addition, we have many free and paid resources for agribusiness insurance and risk professionals. You can learn more about our free and paid resources at ermi.com.